Hi, I'm Travis Foray, and this is the Returns Management Podcast by Return Logic, the show where we connect e-commerce store owners together through casual discussion and examine current myths and trends to keep you up to date on everything happening in the e-commerce world. gotta love the holiday season you get to eat until you hate yourself argue with those relatives and watch some football it's the american dream however for our retailers listening i'm guessing their sentiment might be a little bit different yeah david retailers don't get the luxury of being lazy like you and i during the holidays they're dealing with their wildest time of the year for perspective billion got spent online on Black Friday, and return rates jumped up to about 26%. Sheesh. Want to hear something even crazier? Yes, I do. Shoppers are projected to return $900 billion by the end of 2022, and online shoppers make up $280 billion of that. So it's about a 9% uptick from last year. Yikes. I think one of our retailers mentioned they get four times as many orders from November 25th to December 25th, and about 80% of their returns happen right after their time period as well. Yeah, so they're not just busy dealing with sales and fulfillment. They're also busy gearing up with all of those returns that are about to happen. Exactly. We sound kind of ominous here, though. Yeah, you know, just trying to prepare our listeners for what will probably be a record-setting year for returns. Record-setting? What makes you think that? Well, there's inflation, higher cost of living, the highest ever cost of shipping, a lot of heavy discounting to move inventory, etc. I think even just the day after Black Friday, there was a 26% uptick in returns compared to last year. Eesh. Yeah, that makes sense. So... My question is, what can retailers do to make holiday returns go a little smoother? I know we talked about some tips, some tricks on some earlier episodes, but why have holiday returns specifically been so challenging? That's a great question. Let's dive in. All right, let's do it. All right. So the reason holiday returns specifically have been difficult to manage boils down to a few things. First, Retailers have had to manually go in and tag every item they wanted to include in their holiday return policy. That could take hours, not days for some people. Yep. And after all of that, retailers then had to check every single return against the order date and against their holiday policy. Oh, man. So having to do all of that while juggling fulfillment, sales, emails from shoppers, that's got to add up quick. Exactly. It's just really inefficient and ultimately eats into a retailer's profitability. That makes sense. With all the time and labor, manually processing returns during the holidays, it's probably going to be operational challenges, some shipping delays, bottlenecks for CSRs, and probably a little bit of chaos in the warehouse. Absolutely. And not to mention, burnout is real during the holidays. Yeah, I hear everything you're saying and I agree. Um, Maybe it would make more sense if we walk through an example for our listeners here. Yeah, for sure. So let's say a retailer normally has a 30-day exchange, store credit, and refund window. They also have a 365-day warranty return window. During the holidays, 
This may cause headaches because the shopper may have purchased a gift on Black Friday, but then the recipient of the gift won't receive it until a month later or so. So the return window may have passed before or on the day the recipient gets their gift. Now, if the recipient receives their gift and needs to make an exchange, they're out of luck. Or the retailer will need to manually check the order date to confirm it was purchased on a date within their holiday policy and then manually create that return. That sounds terrible. And, and to make matters worse, I imagine this may be the first time that the gift recipient was introduced to the retailer's brand. And if the post-purchase experience is poor, that might be the last time they ever shop with you or that brand. On the other side, a repeat customer might become frustrated because of a different post-purchase experience than they're used to, and they could churn. So all those marketing dollars spent in acquiring customers and keeping them go right down the drain. So is this the time to plug our new feature? No, 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 no. There's nothing worse than self-serving podcasts. We aren't plugging a new feature. We're letting retailers know there's a better way of doing things. Mm, you're definitely going to plug our new feature. Introducing automated holiday returns. Yep, I knew it. Well, actually, it's useful beyond the holidays too. And I don't want our product team to yell at me. So let's refer to it as multiple return policies. So... With multiple return policies, retailers can finally create a specific holiday policy, which can extend the return window for products based on a start and an end date. So for example, retailers can set up their holiday policy where the return window for products purchased between Black Friday and Christmas get an extended return window to accommodate gift recipients who don't receive their items till a later date. So what you're saying is any orders, including products in the holiday policy, will not need to be manually checked for the date of purchase and will have extended return windows automatically? Yes. Retailers even have the flexibility to set different return windows per return type in their holiday return policy. So a retailer only wanted to issue 60 days for a refund, but 90 days for store credit, that's all possible now. Okay, wait just one second here. So if I'm understanding correctly, does that mean that retailers can now select all their products, product categories, parent products, or even product variants to be included in the holiday return policy? Yes, you are understanding correctly. Wow, so that means no more individually tagging products, which would mean retailers can easily create return policies based on already existing categories or tags in Shopify. On top of that, it sounds like retailers can now drill down to the variant level of a product to set up certain exclusions or rules. Yeah, and, and it might just be easier to go through an example here. So a retailer is discontinuing a certain sweater color or size offered during a holiday sale, and they don't want to accept returns for that specific color or size. Now they can, and they can even create specific return windows for each return type on the policy level. Okay, so I'm still a little bit confused. So is there like a priority system if there's multiple policies? Yeah, great question. And there sure is. So maybe a retailer requires select products to always be final sale unless it's sold during the holiday season. So that's now an option. So multiple return policies ranks policies using a drag and drop method where the policy listed first is the highest ranking policy. 
Okay, so for example, if a retailer has a product or products that are always final sale, except if they were purchased between, say, November 25th and February 1st, they can now create a policy that will allow these items to be returnable if they're purchased within the dates of the return policy that they created. Yes. So once that policy reaches its end date, all orders containing these products will revert back to the final sale return policy. And the opposite is true as well. So if retailers have products that are always final sale and they do not want their holiday policy to apply to those items, they can rank their always final sale policy above their holiday policy to make sure those items remain non-returnable even during the holiday season. So that way it'll always be enforced first. Okay, take my money and sign me up. You have a test account, Travis. Well, anyways, this all sounds fine and good, but do retailers even have time for this? Absolutely. What they don't have time for is manually handing holiday returns with the huge surge of returns coming their way. You know, that's a fair point. So you're saying there's still some hope. Sure is. We're happy to help. Good stuff. Well, that's all we have for today, folks. I want to give David a special shout out, as always, for joining me on today's episode. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening. Catch another episode, learn more at returnlogic.com and find us on YouTube. And I'll see you back here on the Returns Management Podcast. 